Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. We are back. It's been a couple of weeks since I had a show. I needed to uh, take a break to attend to other things, but um, I'm really excited to be back tonight, and we have an amazing Australian melodic hard rock band coming on called Ragdoll. These guys are awesome. We're going to be promoting their new album tonight, which is called Ragdoll Rewound, and they're currently on tour in the U.S., so we're going to talk all about that. They're going to be one of the amazing bands that I've had the honor and pleasure of interviewing. They're going to join bands such as National Acts like Gemini Syndrome, Soil, I Empire, Otherwise, Eat Adam, Blacklight District, Art of Dying, Smile, Empty Soul, Royal Bliss, and so many more. So please uh, support these guys and support the bands that I have on my show, as well as all the other artists that I interview, including comedians and filmmakers, and uh, download the podcast. They're free, and that's what my show is all about. So to give everyone a little bit on about my background, um, I started the show because I'm also involved in the entertainment industry. I have an album out as a solo artist, and I do some writing for some magazines, and then I also do the radio show. And personally, I know how difficult it can be, especially when you're managing everything independently on your own. So I really created this show as a forum to support the guests that I have and help them spread the word. The other side of myself is I'm a clinical psychologist. That's what my doctorate degree is in. And the one thing I've always really enjoyed doing is just interviewing people and getting to know people and sharing that information with my audience. Um, I take people on a much different interview than most people do. It's not going to be a, a cookie-cutter interview. Every interview is really tailored to the um, individual guests that I have on my show. So you're really going to get a good taste of what these people's lives are like, what it's like to be in the profession. Uh, A couple of things I ask people to keep in mind is, although I mentioned I'm a clinical psychologist, my show is purely meant for entertainment purposes. Um, We sometimes talk about psychology in in an educational way, but um, I'm not doing any formal therapy, even though my guests like to joke around with me about uh, how the entertainment industry, you know, can be crazy and uh, chaotic at times, to say the least. And the other thing is if you want to share... stories on my show, I want people to feel open and uh, discuss whatever they'd like, but just to keep any specific information, such as people's names, organizations, etc., anonymous if um, you want to share something that might be potentially humiliating or embarrassing. Uh, But we love comedy. I'm a big fan of Howard Stern, um, so definitely please share some comedy stories on my show. So if you're tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com, and you can join us in the chat room. But because I'm a one-person show, I'm really going to be honed in on the interview with uh, the vocalist Ryan Rafferty, who is going to be calling in. So you can call in, too, at 805-243-1320. And I also have that information available in the chat room. So let me tell you about Ragdoll. These guys are great. And uh, I was introduced to them by... Chip Ruggieri from Chipster PR and Consulting Incorporated. I just definitely want to give him a plug. I've had many of his bands on my show, and he's just a pleasure and a professional to work with. So it's just great having a, a rapport and a relationship with him. So these guys only formed a few short years ago. They're, as I mentioned, they're from Australia. They're a melodic hard rock band. But Rathdoll incorporates a lot more than just melodic hard rock. These guys have some fusion, they have progressive rock, they have classic rock. I mean, they really have an interesting and unique sound that is all their own. I mean, this is not a cookie-cutter band that sounds like something you've heard before. 
Um, so we're going to feature a couple of their songs tonight on the show. The band has played with major national acts such as Slash, Chickenfoot, Clean Strike, Megadeth, Trivium, and Guns N' Roses, to name a few. And they really have been garnering an extensive fan base by touring internationally. Um, the sound that these guys that comes out of these guys, you would think there's at least five, maybe six members in the band. Um, there's only it's only a three piece, but these guys create a sound that is just so rich and uh, full. As I like I said, you would expect it to be, you know, a much more um, potent band with many more members in it, but they're just amazing musicians. So right now they've released their album, Ragdoll Rewound. We want you to check it out. Go download a copy of it. It's on iTunes, Amazon Music. features the hit single, Tell Me, which is accompanied by an animated comic-style video, and I definitely want to ask them about that tonight. Um, as a psychologist, I'm really interested in asking about detailed things like how they came up with that idea, and we'll talk about uh, the guy, Chris, who also, cre- I think his name is Chris. I apologize if I'm wrong. We'll talk about the guy who created it because he did an excellent job with it. So go to their website, ragdollrocks.com, and uh, check them out on one of their U.S. tour dates on their Ragdoll Rewind Your Mind tour, and they're currently out right now uh, playing tons of shows. So without further ado, I hope that does Ryan and the band justice. Let's bring them on. Hey, Ryan, how are you? Hey, I'm well. How are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for calling in. It's a pleasure to uh, be promoting Ragdoll and uh, you tonight. Oh, thank you very much. That's, um, I'm more than happy to do that. Thanks for having me on your show. So you guys are on tour right now in the U.S., correct? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I mean, it's wrapping up. We've got a couple more dates. But, uh, but yeah, no, we're, this is the third time we've been over here, and, and we're just having a ball as usual. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, where are you guys? Are you doing a show tonight or no? Are you off? No, tonight is um, tonight's a night off, which uh, has proven to be quite a rarity on this tour. Um, we just okay. finished a uh, yeah. The, we just finished a five in a row stint, and before that, I mean, we basically the last in the last eleven days, we've done ten shows. We've done like we did, we had five in a row, wow. then a day off, then five in a row. And I've got tonight off, and then uh, tomorrow night we're in Austin, and then on Friday we're in Vegas, and that's the that's the end of the tour. Wow, so that's just, great. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of it's kind of bittersweet because uh, you know I'm, I'm sort of looking forward to sort of having some time off and and sort of enjoying myself without having to sort of worry about um, gigs coming up. But at the same time, I mean, mm-hmm. we just love playing, so it's it's kind of. It's sort of sad that we have to have to stop, you know, playing while we're over Aww. here. Cause that's why. I mean, that's why we're here. We just love it. We love American audiences because, I mean, you guys really. This is where rock music, you know. I mean, people will tell you it started in Britain, but that whole, you know, that hungry, sweaty crowd mm-hmm. like that started here, you know. So it's and and it, and it hasn't changed, and it's something that we we really miss when we're not playing here. So what do you think, and then we're going to get into, we're going to digress and, and talk a little bit about your background and growing up and stuff because I'm really curious to hear about you guys. But what do you think is different with the audience in the U.S.? I know you mentioned that, you know, they're, they're pretty hardcore in terms of, you know, enjoying the rock music and, and stuff. What's, what's different over here than compared to being in Australia? Um, I'm, I, don't, I can't really, um, I mean, I could talk all day about what I think the psychologists are. Right, okay. But, but I can't. Like I, I can't say with any certainty because I, you know I'm, I'm not you know I don't have those kind of credentials, but it just seems that over here people are a lot more willing to 
uh, relax and express themselves and, and people are more accepting of others expressing themselves because I think it's kind of written in and you guys are programmed from birth, you know, that whole freedom of speech thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, whether or not that gets exercised and whether or not you're allowed to exercise that is a different thing, but it's, it's very much in your, uh, in your consciousness, um, you know, that right. freedom of speech, freedom of expression. So like when, when we're up there playing, if people are feeling that they're kind of, I find people here are more open to uh, showing that they're into it. So they'll put their fist in the air or they'll, they'll sing along or they'll scream or they'll, or they'll, you know, if they don't like it, they'll pull a face and, uh, you know, you can be very aware <laughs> right. of, of, what people, of what people think here. Um, whereas in Australia, um, we find that, uh, uh, you know, audiences are a little, a little more closed. They're a little harder to get up off their seat. It's, it's a, I mean, it's a challenge. It's, it's a bonus just to, just to get people out of their living room and down to a show nowadays wow. where we're from. So, yeah, and, and right. I think also the other, th- I think the other thing as well is then because a lot of the time, uh, especially until very recently, Perth, Australia hasn't really had a lot of, um, I mean, it's very rare that an international act will come through there because it is so isolated and it does cost a lot of money mm-hmm. to, you know, so the logistics are always um, a hindrance to international touring acts. So I think a lot of the time people in Perth, like, just don't know how to react to live music. You know, they're, they're right. kind of, they're sort of worried about how they look, Um you know, they're too worried about how they're going to look, you know, to actually just sort of, uh, you know, freely enjoy themselves in the present moment. So I, th- I think I think that might be why. But, yeah, that's one difference. And who... And actually, I mean... Yeah. Oh, sorry, what Let me just say? ask a quick question. No, let me ask yeah. a quick question. And, again, I might be naive, so just excuse me, but who are they... Because, mm-hmm. again, with my psychology background, I'm always curious. Who are they, like, embarrassed? Like you said, like, they, they're they kind of reserved, it sounds like, and conservative, and they're, they're fearful of maybe, like you said, getting up and kind of letting themselves loose, so to speak, a little bit. So who might they be concerned about, you know what I mean, in terms of acting in a certain way? Like, are they going to offend someone, or what is what is that about? I think it's it's really, it's just, it's more, they're just afraid of each other. I, I It's hard... To, it's difficult to discuss this because um, mm-hmm. I grew up with it. So it's kind of like it's that whole right. does a fish, you know, does a fish know that they're in water? You know, right. if, if they've never been no, out of the water, how saying. do they know that the water's there? You know, so it's it's kind of hard to describe it to someone who hasn't experienced it. But in Australia, they have something called tall poppy syndrome, and it's it's like the tallest poppy always gets cut down. To size, and it's kind of like there's a there's a little playpen uh, with you know you, you kind of uh, with your sanctioned um, you know sets of behaviour and your sanctioned sets of language and your your sanctioned sets of you know toys and and, right. and substances that you can use, and as long as you sort of you know as long as you stick to those kind it's of guidelines, right. it's, it, it, people are very aware of those guidelines in Australia. I got you. I because got you. So there is more. Much, like an, it's got a reputation. Yeah, it's like got a reputation for being a nanny state, you know. So it's like people are very uh, willing to tell you how you should and shouldn't talk and how you should and shouldn't dress. And not that it's ever right. an issue, you know. It's, it's never an issue. It's just I've noticed 
over here, people are, are more accept- – I mean, apart from when you go to, like, the real country parts of the Midwest and that sort of thing. But most of the capital right. cities over here, I mean, we can, we can walk around – you know, without you know, you know, looking the way we do without anyone sort of caring very much. You know, well, you guys but, uh, but, yeah. I think you guys look great. Oh, thank you. No, <laughs> no, not that there's anything wrong with you know the way I we know. look or anything I like know. that. You know, yeah, it's just uh, yeah, you know yourself. You know, and 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 you know, there is that sort of stigma attached to to people with long hair and tattoos and piercings and people who play rock music and people who you know people right. who take drugs and people who you know do meditation and, and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. There's stigmas attached to anything. And uh, I just no, I, right. I noticed that over, over here, I'm less aware of that stigma. I'm, I'm, I'm not really subjected to, to that kind of, uh, you know, to that sort of attitude from people, which is, great, which is really why we love it over here, because we can come over here, be ourselves and more. Mm-hmm. So we can be ourselves and we can kind of uh, kind of act, you know, we can sort of play on that a little bit more here because we know in, you know, in a month, in two months, in three months, we can go home and, and, and go back to where, you know, no one really cares who we are or what we've done over here and, you know, we can go back to, to being second-class citizens. It's kind of nice. <laughs> right, right. Would you ever consider, and again, I, I don't even know if this is, you know, a realistic question, but would you ever want to move over here or or no? Really, I mean, you just kind yeah, of... Yeah, no, I would love to move here, like, either on a on a temporary basis or even, even I know um, mm-hmm. there's another musician that I know who's from Australia. Um, he plays in a band called Delacoma, um, and he, okay. he spends sort of... Uh, half his time here, half his time back home. And uh, I, I haven't really spoken to him about what kind of toll that's taken on him. But, um, but you know, I know that it is, it is possible to do that. But, I mean, I've got, um, I've got family back home. Uh, I've sure. got a young family to think about. So it's like I sort of, when I think about could I move here, um, I sort of automatically think about it with, uh, you know, with my you know, husband and father cap as opposed to a, a musician cap. But when, when I do, thinking about it from, from a career point of view, it would be, um, I think it would be a great move for us because then at least we're right. kind of based here. Uh, we can spend more time in the year um, as opposed to coming over once a year and then spending all the time that we're back home saving up to come back over here. You know, we right. can kind of... Right, sure. Yeah, if we... I think that's, that's something that's, uh, that's definitely um, an option is, uh, you know, is sort of moving here for a short time and spending that short time making as, as many waves as we can. Right. Now, when you refer to family, I'm sure you're referring to immediate family. Are you also, do, are you married with kids? Are any of you guys in the band married with kids? Uh, yeah, well, look, I'm, I'm the only one who's married with, with children. Um, oh, okay. But, uh, but we all, yeah, we all come from a very, we all come from very close, like we're all very close with our families. We've all kind yeah. of grown up. Right. Uh, you know, with our families, you know, in our faces, in our in our pants, in our pockets, mm-hmm. in you know, like we're, we're very we're very much uh, you know we're used to living on top of each other, you know, with our families and that sort. Of, and, and it's really that's something that I needed to be around people like that because they they kind of understand, you know, just just what kind of uh, just how important you know family can be and and. But yeah, and really the two guys that uh, I couldn't ask for a, a more understanding pair of people. That's awesome. Well, let's do this because I think this is yeah. a good way to kind of transition. So let's let's digress. Tell me a little bit about you know 
growing up in Perth, Australia. Tell me about yourself as a kid. You know, what were you like? What types of things did you like to do? And then we'll start to kind of transition into music and how you met these guys and, and kind of do that type of thing. Well, I always, um, growing up in, in Perth was, was interesting because a lot of the, um, most of the people in Perth were like me. They, they, they were kind of first or second generation Australian. You know, most people had either, were born, most of the kids that I went to school with were either born overseas or were the first uh, person in their family to be born in Australia. I myself, okay. I was actually born in South Africa and I moved to Perth uh, when I was about two or three. Um, so I still, I mean, even though I was, you know, I, I was born in South Africa, I still grew up here and grew up in Australian culture and that sort of thing. But at the same time, my parents never really lost their kind of South African, you know, uh, list of idiosyncrasies and characteristics. So I still grew up with a very South African kind of mindset. So it was... For me, it was kind of, you know, going to school and everybody's sort of very Australian and there's a lot of Australian culture. It was very easy to sort of see that for what it was. It was kind of, you know, on a daily basis, I was adjusting my culture. You know, I was going from mm-hmm. from from one list of uh, behavior at home to another set at school, you know. And it was, it, it was kind of weird. It was like a... a Already I was kind of used to, like I can kind of recognize from a young age how I sort of learned to sort of play a couple of games at the same time. And that's really what I right. do even nowadays. You know, when I'm at home, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dad, I'm a work full time, and, I, you know, I work in an office. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, what do you it's, do, it's um, not, it's, what do you do for work? Uh, yeah, what do I do for work? I'm, I'm actually what's... Yeah. I'm what's known known as a in Australia as a quantity surveyor, and what we do, and like you're going to laugh because it's so far removed from uh, from the rock no, and roll uh, last stuff. But it's basically I just work very closely with um, with architects and other other building industry professionals, and we just work out how much it costs to build a building. So it's nice. like you know, it's like yeah, it's interesting. It's, uh, it's, you know, it, I use I use my high school level mathematics. Um, it's you know it's nothing it's nothing uh, it's not rocket science but it's um, you know puts food on the table and it, it keeps me out of trouble and it, I mean <laughs> I, I would love I would love to be able to to make a career out of music but nowadays it's you know it's uh, it's very very rare um, nowadays you like yeah and and, and you yeah. sort of you're made from very early on you're made very aware of how of how hard it is. So you kind of, you start to sort of take other measures and that was something that I always felt was kind of important. Just make sure if the music doesn't work out to have something to fall That's back on. Great. And it's great because it does, it, it affords me, um, it affords me a lot of time off and, and it does afford me a lot of, you know, it, it's, it's like, the flexibility you know, I can of kind it. of afford to get gear and that sort of thing. So, but right. other, now, yes, what I, the I other... forget what the other part of your question was. Oh, I was asking you. Oh, so I was asking you what you did for yeah. work. We were talking about that a little That's bit, and right. then you were talking about just kind of, as a person, how you've had to, you know, kind of adjust yourself. It sounds like and play a couple of different roles. You were talking about the roles at yeah, home and the roles at school, right? That's right. I remember now. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, even from from very from a young age, I kind of um, I sort of. Not felt like I never felt like an outsider. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to say. You know, I was this 
I was this bullied kid and, you know, now I'm coming back, I've got something to prove and all of that sort of thing. It wasn't <laughs> like that at all. It was not like that at all. I got along with my parents. I, you know, I, I wasn't bullied at school. It was, you know, I had a, I, I, I had a nice life growing up. I'm, I'm very fortunate for that. And that's the thing. It's like, some, like that's what I really get a kick out of. Um, maybe that's not the right term to use because it sounds kind of like a morbid fantasy, What's but that? I re- a morbid fascination. But I really like, um, I like that doing doing what I do now. You know, where I get to kind of. Um, tour and, and meet new people is is I kind of a lot of people because they they just they want to talk to you they want to get to know you and then in getting sure. to know you you kind of can't help but getting to know about them and just some of the stories about you know that, that you hear from people when they talk to you it's like for me who, who grew up so sheltered it's like it's great for me because it's like it's a real learning curve and it's not like sure oh, you know like it's not like fascinating. It's not like I said. It's not a morbid fascination. It's just I can kind of appreciate that, you know. Like fuck, you had it. Sorry, can I say that? You can bleep it. Yeah, out, I'm yeah sure. I mean, but, <laughs> we keep it sorry, I got but I haven't off. read it, so it's okay. okay. I haven't read it in a way I'll, so people, you know. <laughs> I'll I'll try to keep it clean for now. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fine. You're I, doing um, great. You're doing great, Ryan. Great. I don't want to. I don't but, want to limit um, the uh, the reach, you know. But yeah, like I said, it's just yeah. You kind of you, you can't help but appreciate, you know, what you've got, and you can't help but appreciate your lot in life, you know. You sort of right, and I think you right. also, as a person, it sounds like you're very interested in just learning about people, and that's how I am too. That's why when I bring my guests on the show, I'm very interested in them as persons. It's not just about, well, of course, we're going to get into the music soon because I want to spend a lot of time with that too, but I want to know who you yeah. are. I want to be able to share that with the audience. And, you know, I do my research. I read a lot of interviews on all the bands and guests I interview, and it's always the same thing. And then people sometimes will, you know, send me nice messages saying, wow, that's really cool. You know, I would never would have heard that about that person or that's cool that they shared this about themselves. So, I think you've already probably shared some interesting stuff about yourself that people haven't seen in other interviews that I've really, done. I really appreciate that opportunity too because and, and that's that's really I mean, I'm not just saying that, that's really what I'm about because I, I honestly believe that the more we know, you know, about mm-hmm. each other sounds you know, especially in this age of too much information. It's it sounds kinda of crazy, right. but like the more we the more we learn about each other and the more we learn about how we handled, you know, the experiences that we've been, uh, you know, and the events in life that get thrown at us, the easier it is down the track to sort of, you know, you can compile that information and you can create a little database on how to act in future. It's like this happened to this yeah. person, this is how they acted, and then this happened. This was the consequence. Like how could they have right, done it right. differently? Like, you know, just well, by Ryan talking here, I'm gonna, to I'm going to give you, you know? some some. I'm going to give you some real positive feedback. You have what we call insight. Unfortunately, not a lot of people have that. So it's so oh. kind of cool. To hear. <laughs> no, you can laugh about it, but it's true. And, you know, I work with patients all day long, and, you know, some people get it and, some people, and a lot of people don't. But I think that's so cool. What you're saying is, you know, you kind of guide your own behavior by how people interact with you and kind of what works and what doesn't work. And I'm sure you've seen, you've been torn for a long time now. I'm sure you have... Mm-hmm. unbelievable stories of people's behaviors and people not learning from their lessons and doing the same stuff. You know what I mean? So, no, it's really refreshing to hear you say that, that you want to learn and you want to continue to kind of, you know, grow as a person. That's great. 
and to be honest, that's really what that whole term rewinds your mind. That's what it's about. It's like, I mean, I can spout any number of, you know, uh, you know, sort of psychobabble quotes and memes and all of that kind of stuff. But it's, I mean, there was a guy, Timothy Leary, he said, you're only as young as the last time you changed your mind. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's really, that, that's, that's what we're trying to, that's what we're, really what I'm trying to push is that whole, okay, you don't, you don't get it. But sometimes, like, just acknowledging that you don't get it is enough to sort of create that forward motion, you know? It's like rather than, like, even if you don't get it, there's no need to be afraid of it. Like, just because because something's crazy doesn't make it wrong, you know? (laughs) Right, right. Oh, we could have a great conversation off the air. We'll have to keep in touch. But um, let's yeah. try to – I think this – no, I love the direction it's going in, but I want to digress a little and yeah. talk about – tell yeah, us no, how no, you got yeah. involved in, in music. So let's start talking a little um, bit about, you know, you as a kid it, or when did you start to get an interest in music and tell us a little bit about that. Well, if the home, uh, the home video footage is anything to go by, I've always been – musical or I've always been interested in, in, you know, singing and dancing. And, and honestly, I, for as long as I can remember, if, if there was a, if there was an instrument in the house, I was tinkering with it and working out whatever. Mm-hmm. I used to try and work out, I used to play by ear. I used to play TV jingles or, um, you know, like, uh, you know, like advertisements and that sort of things. So I could play like the Pizza Hut song or, you know, on like my little Casio keyboard. And, and I, it was just something that I used to do just, um, because I was never very good at drawing. Well, I never liked anything that I drew or painted, and I was always being told your handwriting's messy and you can't colour in the lines and you cut that crooked right. and, and you know, you didn't throw that far enough and that was, you know, you missed it and you got out and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So it's like, you know, I don't want to keep doing the stuff that makes me feel bad. And, right. like, music, uh, music just came naturally. And that's, that's actually the first thing I must say. I'm always like adamant at pointing out that like the the voice that I've got is like really just luck of the draw. Like it's amazing. Did you know, you, real quick, did you have formal lessons? I mean, when did you start? No, singing? no, 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 no. I didn't. I didn't have formal wow. lessons, and and, it's not, and, I, and I don't say no. I didn't have formal lessons. Like I'm this good because I'm fantastic. It's like I'm this good because that's what I was gifted with. The same way right. I've got brown eyes, and the same way I've got. Uh, brown curly hair that's like this is the voice I've got this is just the voice that comes out when I sing so it's like I'm not going to take credit for that what I do take credit for is being able to you know like what I do appreciate is the fact that I can sing like this uh, you know repeatedly without too much damage you know like that's Mm -hmm. it's it's really it's something that you know I've, I've got to say I'm just so thankful for but um, and, and that was something that, that it took me a long time to really be able to say this. People always used to say, man, your voice is fantastic. And I'd be like, yeah, shit, yeah, I'm, not, I'm pretty good. You know, like, and then you can, you know, there was a, a period of time where I did walk around kind of thinking, you know, maybe I'm a little bit better than everybody else. You know? Right, But that's right. a dangerous, but, you know, it's very dangerous. It doesn't take long or, you know, the longer it takes you to figure that out, the more, you know, the more trouble you get yourself into. So it's like, you know, yeah. So like I said, from a young age, I kind of knew that I had an ability to to do stuff with music that that other people um, envied. But it wasn't until Mm -hmm. I was about 20, I was was into my 20s before I started. It's only in the last sort of seven or eight years that I've I've been playing 
uh, you know, playing regularly in a band through high school. Like, you know, I had a high school band, you know, and we used to jam and, you know, play, you know, whoever had a party real, would do that kind of thing. Real quick, Ryan, as you're talking, what instrument mm. did you pick up first? Because I know you play bass, which is really interesting, um, you know, and singing, fronting a band, playing bass and singing, it's, it's just a rare thing. You don't see that very often. Did you start out mm. bass or did you start out guitar? No, no, no. I, oh, sorry, yeah, I started out on guitar. The way I got into it, sorry, okay. was I, I remember I was about 11 or 12. I was about 12, and I went to my um, cousin's house, and he had just got a guitar, and he was jamming along to A Whole Lot of Love by Led Zeppelin. And I was like, mm-hmm. what in the world am I listening to here? Like, <laughs> I, I hadn't heard anything so in my entire life. So I was, you know, when I went home that night, I was like, you know, I want a guitar, I want a guitar, I want to, I want to learn to play that song like Mark, you know. It was like mm-hmm. I just hounded my parents for, you know, for guitar lessons and for a guitar. And, and yeah, eventually I got one. So most of high school was spent uh, playing guitar instead of doing homework and playing guitar instead of doing drugs and playing guitar instead of doing sports and playing guitar instead of, mm-hmm. you know, fingering girls and all of that kind of thing. It was like I just spent all my time, like, sorry, that's a very Australian that's thing. Okay. I'm sorry. We're, we're, we're pretty crass. No, don't worry. It was, um, it was kind of funny the way you kind of threw that in there. Just kind of just you didn't even really hear it until you heard it. No, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's, so, yeah, that's really, you know, that was my girlfriend. That was my homework. That was, you know, that was, that was everything to me right. uh, growing up. Right. And and so really, and, and that's something that, uh, you know, that playing music for a living can, you can kind of lose that. And, and, and that's what happened after a while is eventually I was kind of trying to get a band together and trying to play music and just sort of trying and failing, and, you know, like just getting knocked back and, and all of that kind of thing. And it was after a while, mm-hmm. I, just, yeah, I didn't enjoy it as much. So for a while I stopped and then it was only, it was like a few years later, uh, you know, when I was, because that's right, because I stopped because I had to do like my high school graduating certificate, whatever they call it. So I was trying, right. I, I sort of said, look, I'm going to, instead of spending money on guitar lessons, I'll spend, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll go to a tutor and all of that kind of thing. And, a, you know, fat load of good that did me uh, because I didn't get into university anyway. But, um, okay. you know, after a while, I, you know, when I, when I sort of had time again, and in fact, it was, What's funny is most of my career to this date has really been out of necessity. It's kind of someone said, listen, can you come and fill in? Can you just learn a bunch of songs for me? Just do this gig and that gig and I'll pay you X amount. And okay. I was like, well, I was like, hell yeah, you know, I'll, I'll come and I'll, you know, I'll, I can play music mm-hmm. and get paid for it. Like that's a novelty. So I went and did that and then it, it worked and then that was it. It just from there, it just, I just went from not playing, I'd like, and I mean it, literally, my guitar sat on the stand, you know, without getting cuts for about three or four years. And then I was, wow. I was playing three nights a week for 18 months. So it was in a very short time that I'd, I racked up a lot, of, a lot of runs on the board. And really, I've got to, I've got to say, I was very thankful because the, the, the guys that I was playing with were guys who, had, who in Australia had been there, done that. And so much so that, like, these, these particular guys, like, they'd even, when they were about my age, they toured America uh, with, their, with their band, and, and they had, they'd actually toured supporting uh, Brian Adams. They toured supporting Van Halen. Wow. Um, you know, they, 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 were, um, they were touring with Dweezil Zappa. I think they did a tour with Robert Plant. So these were guys who had been there, done that. So for me, mm-hmm. 
um, sort of this, you know, this guy who'd been told how good he was, you know, I, I was like a, I was like a big fish in a small pond, you know, getting on stage with these guys who really just, you know, just, they don't care who you are and who you've done and, and, and where you've been. Um, right. It was like, it was good for me because from a very young age, I mean, at times it was tough. And when, you know, looking back, it was kind of like, man, you guys were bullies at times, but, but at times it was, it was like just what I needed to kind of, um, uh, keep me from overplaying. And it's, it's like, I really, I sort of thank them or I thank, I'm thankful for them because they've helped me, you know, keep my feet on the ground, uh, where I need nice. to. Well, let's, as you're talking about that, I think that's a good place. Let's do this. Cause I want to fit at least two songs in tonight. Why don't we sure. stop there? Let's talk about Tell Me, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about how you met Cam and Leon and how you guys came together and all that good stuff because I definitely want to, you know, talk about them a lot too and, and share some information. So tell okay. us about uh, the track Tell Me that you guys chose as the single right now to promote, and the video is amazing. I was watching it yesterday. It's a really cool idea. So That's cute. Yeah, hey, I love the, that. Yeah, it's it's great. And please plug the um the animator who did it because he did an amazing job too. Well, funnily so enough, now, guys... now the anim I'll I'll, I'll tell yeah. you about the track first. Um, yeah, tell me, uh, that was something that that Leon brought to the table. He had a little riff. He was, you know, weird. Um, we had kind of uh, tinkered around with various lineups for a while. I'm sure we'll touch on this later on when we talk about how I met Cam mm-hmm. and that. But this was. Tell Me was really the first track that, that Leon brought that, that really, um, that really, it was the first track he had showed me that grabbed me by the balls, to be honest. Okay. And he just, he showed me this riff and I was like, yes, 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 this is, this is what I want to be doing. This is something I want to be involved in. And so I, I immediately got excited. Um, and we just sat in my garage and he had a verse, um, and this riff and, and honestly, it's like, it's like that story that you heard a thousand times, it was something that just came out in like 15 minutes. It was one of those awesome. quick lickety split um, mm-hmm. songs. And really, it's, it's all about, uh, you know, what we, tried, what we try and do, and this was our first attempt at it, was, was really we, we try and layer our songs in such a way so that it's, it can appeal to uh, the broadest uh, group of people mm-hmm. and just appeal you know, just appeal to to even an individual. It can a- appeal to them in a broad sense. So, you know, you've got tell me. It's kind of like it's got this rebellious feel to it. It's kind of like you know, well, you know, give me something new. Like, you know, what do you? What else can you tell me? You know, tell me something I right. don't know. Is something that you know comes up later on. You know, in in you know, something like uh, all I want. You know, and it's really that, that's really where that kind of started. It's it all kind of started with Tell Me, and it's about Leon always says it's about religious hedonism as well. So there's that thing in there. It's kind of like, you know, as long as I've got, um, you know, as, as as long as I can say that God's on my side and I'm on God's side, it's like I can do whatever I want. It's like you've got these people who, in one breath, are telling you how you've, you know, and and we're not. Don't get me wrong here as well. Like I'm not, I'm not bashing people who love God, and I've got nothing against God, and I've got nothing against you know religion in particular or any particular religion. I just right. found it interesting that you know you can get that that it's just you know that as humans you know we're we're capable of saying uh, that's not right and like you know uh, you know that's God says otherwise and blah 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 blah. But then it's like 
it's fine, like they can go and, you know, drink as much beer as they want and get an idiot and fall over and, you know, like make it everybody else's problem, you know. It's kind of like, well, hang right. on, like, that's great. It's like great to be heavenly minded, but not so much so that you know earthly good. Right, right. You know, okay. but, and that's I what like a, lot of, a lot of that's about, you know. And then... Also, there's, uh, you know, there's there's a bit of a, you know, kind of not a poke, but just sort of we're just trying to trying to mention that whole unseen hand, you know, that sort of guiding force that that exists that we're sort of aware of, but we're not quite aware of. And if you are, if you express any, uh, uh, you know, inclination to being aware of it, you're a kook and you're a nut and, and all of that sort of thing. But that's you know, the, the bridge part, that's what that's about, you know. Um, yeah, you know, that's secrets okay. hidden in plain sight and that sort of thing. It's like, you know, just think about think about the symbols that you're uh, reflecting on and think about how long those symbols have been in our um, icon, you know, like, in, you know, how long have they been icons for, for us here, right. on, here on Earth, you know? Like, okay. When you when you if you if you really get into the origins of it, it's um you, you sort of you start to see how we're actually we're all quite similar and, and you know it's it's not a it's it's nothing that we should be afraid of. Okay, cool. Well, let's do this. Let's take a listen to the song. When we come back. I definitely want you to plug the animator Chris Reeves. That's his name. I was just looking at his page. Um, tell yes, us a little bit yes. about when we come back. Just kind of you can tell us about how you guys came up with the uh, the concept to do like a a comic type of uh, theme for this song, all right? But let's, uh, I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to check out Tell Me, and then we'll come back and talk about how the band came together and all that good stuff, all right? Excellent. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Ryan. Hold on. All right, everyone. Again, you're listening to Ryan Rafferty from the melodic hard rock band out of Australia, Ragdoll. Again, check these guys out. They've got some great stuff going on. Pick up a copy of their album, Ragdoll Rewound. And right now, as we talked about, we're going to check out their song, Tell Me. It is the hit single that they're currently promoting. And uh, check it out. Check out the animated comic book um, video for it so you can go on YouTube and uh, take a listen to it. All right, here we go. Ragdoll with Tell Me. Not to, not the time to tear the page from the rule book. 
and welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show. Again, amazing track, Tell Me, by Ragdoll. So, again, check these guys out. Go to ragdollrock.com and check them out on tour. They're going to be winding down their tour, but if you're in Austin, Texas, they will be around there tomorrow. So go to the website and uh, learn all about these amazing guys and their band. All right. All right, Ryan, great song. Love it. Awesome stuff. Thanks very much. Very, very cool. So tell us, uh, yeah, give us a, a brief kind of background on the video, and then we'll talk about how you guys all came together. Well, really, I mean, again, like I said, out of necessity, uh, these things come. It was, uh, we, we needed a, a new video. Um, mm-hmm. And we really, we'd always, originally when we did uh, the All I Want video, um, that particular idea was supposed to be for Tell Me. We were doing a video for Tell Me. Um, and we spoke to the production company, and they said, yeah, look, we've got this idea. And we're like, yeah, that's great. And then we kind of figured, hang on, why are we doing a video for Tell Me when we've got this new song that, you know, we're, you know, that doesn't have a video? You know, we've recorded it. We might as well do it for that. And it worked out that it, it kind of fit quite well with, um, you know, they tweaked a few things, and it fit well with All I Want. So that left Tell mm-hmm. Me and, and really the rest of the Here Today, Gone Tomorrow EP with no video uh, representation, you know, so there was nothing that people could look up from that uh, EP and kind of consume online, uh, apart right. from like some live performances. So we figured we need to do a video, and we heard the concept of, uh, of a lyric video where <clears throat> where you have the video. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be; it can be a video of anything, but it's just accompanied by the lyrics. So we like right. that idea as well because cause we obviously want to get our message out there as well. And, and people always come up to us at shows and say, have you got a website with your lyrics on it? It's like, you know, actually, I don't know. You know it's, not, it's nothing that had ever occurred to us. And it's only when people sort of ask, what are the words here and there that I sort of think, oh, yeah, you know, people are interested in it. You know, it, it never occurred to me, you know, to put them up there. Right, so right. That's another thing that I like about the lyric video is people can, can get into it. So we spoke to a buddy of ours, and, and funnily enough, it's, uh, that first band that I played in, Chris was actually the drummer. Um, and oh, he's okay. always been interested in, in film, and, and I don't know, I don't know how we got to using him, but uh, you know, it must have, again, it's just one of those stars aligning sort of things because he was, he's actually quite busy, and he's, um, he's, he's really, he's starting to fly, he's really starting to soar. That guy, not because yeah, of that. Um, please um, plug him. Yeah, he's, please, uh, yeah, if he has a website, yeah, and just uh, Chris, yeah, definitely Chris plug him. Re- yeah, check out Chris Reeve and um, and Chris Reeve Productions. He's, uh, he's he's he does his own, um, you know, he does uh, animation and, and and video production, and, and he's just his attention to detail. And the thing about Chris is he's just the most lovable, quirky, um, <laughs> you know, that. sometimes. Yeah, he's he's just you know when when you don't get him, like he's like just got the the best sense of humor, and and when you don't get his sense of humor, he, he's he's even funnier, you know, he's even more right. likable to be around. <laughs> so, um, and and that that really comes through in his. Uh, and I, I really I can't I can't without knowing him I can't explain to you just how much of his personality is in that in that video. And for me that that was something that I just loved. I just loved that he could make himself cool. a part of that as well. Um, but yeah, that was compiled. I mean, we, we put that together with um, a lot of photographs uh, and footage from our first tour of America, which was in uh, 2012. 
Um, so it's okay. just it's just basically like it's just our our tour reel, you know, just our, our little outtakes and and funny photos. And so there's lots of photos of us uh, taking ourselves very seriously, and lots of photos of us with our our tongues planted very firmly in our cheeks. Right. No, it's great. It's it's a great concept. And so how did you, like you said you wanted to do a lyric video, but how did you guys decide on this kind of animated comic strip, which was just so cool and original and unique. I mean, I got a kick out of it. I loved it. Like you said, it was so well done. So how did you guys decide on that? Was there something that inspired you? I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. Okay. How did we come up with the the video concept for Tell Me? Was that your idea or Chris's? Yeah, I I, I thought so. That was all Chris's idea. Oh, cool. Okay. I think think we just kind of said, I think Chris Chris sort of said to us, yeah, I can can do a lyric video. I can come up with an idea, you know, I can, you know, here's my ideas, and we were like, you know, like, it's either this, that, or the other, which one do you reckon? We are like, yeah, maybe this one, and I think that sounds right. that sounds about how it would have went, but yeah, I'd, I'd say that was all Chris's idea. Cool. All right, so why don't we do this? Let's talk about how, because I've read a little bit about it, but I want to hear kind of the story from your end. So, the two guys... Cam and Leon actually mm-hmm. met you when you were performing in a cover band. And so tell us a little bit about how you guys came together, the story behind it. Uh, well, Leon and Cam, I think, I, honestly, I can't remember how they met. I've heard this story a few times, so I should, I should know Ben by now. Well, how but, they, um, not, not necessarily how they, they met together, but how they met you. I mean, I know that they kind they, of saw you, right, performing? Yeah, yeah it's actually funny because... Um, at one point, I was sort of I was ready to try something original, and I answered. Um, someone wrote to me on Facebook, just a random, said, "Hey, bud, listen, I checked out your page. Like, you know, we obviously have mutual friends, and it was Leon. It turns out mm-hmm. it's Leon, um, but he okay. went by a different name at the time. I think he went by Leon, and then the the name of their band at the time. I think it was called Double Cross. Um, so okay. I, wrote, I kind of said, yeah, yeah, you know, let's get together and let's um, audition. He wanted to audition, and I, I mean, I'm just for as long as I can remember, I've been time poor. Um, so I was like, look, no time to rehearse um, and really no desire to, to get in the car and take all my gear everywhere. But why don't you guys come? You know, I play regularly on a Friday night. Why don't you come to the gig, see how okay. I sing there? You know, that'll give you an idea. Um, mm-hmm. They never showed. I never talked to them again. Oh. Or so I thought. And then a few years later, Leon... Um, wrote to me and it was only it was only after a, a little while that we sort of put two and two together like hey hang on a second that was yeah you know we we talked to each other a few years ago we tried we tried this before you know and it didn't work and then it was just by chance that the second time around that you know it kind of took they um again they had auditioned another singer and they had settled on another singer I kind of like just missed the audition period but they said look if you want to do some covers let's um let's get together and we'll play some covers uh, the okay. cover band that I was in folded. I was desperate to get work, and I said to them, "Look, I don't want to step on anyone's toes. I mean, you've got an original thing with, uh, you know, with this uh, group of guys. Do you want to play some covers with me, just so that I can keep playing music and I can keep earning some some money from from right. playing music, you know?" And mm-hmm. they were like, "Yeah, yeah, let's get this together." And then eventually, their original band it just wasn't really for some for one reason or another it wasn't doing anything. So uh, there was Cam and Leon. They had another. They had a bass player, and then there was a singer. Now, the singer apparently wasn't pulling his weight, or it wasn't working out, or something like that. So it, they were down to three. 
and then there was me and another there was me who was basically I was playing guitar and singing at the time and then there was another gentleman okay. who was a singer so we were a five piece when we started out it was me on rhythm guitar and backing vocals it was me oh, on wow. Sam on drum on 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 guitar and and drums respectively then there was a bass player named Mike and a singer named Luke after a few shows and after a couple of um, gigs, you know, where we had to do some driving and, and, you know, there were a couple of overnight stays and that sort of thing, Mike, the bass player, worked out that he didn't really want to, he wasn't ready to be doing that kind of thing. So he mm-hmm. said, look, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna show myself out. So then out of necessity, I started playing the bass. Right. Um, and okay. I was doing uh, doing the backing vocals, and then after after a little while of playing as a four piece and writing, uh, you know, writing the music. In fact, the the Ragdoll Rock EP, so the very first EP that we released, um, was actually written with the that was written with the five piece configuration. Um, oh, okay. You know, we kind of we kind of worked we worked them up uh, with the five of us and and and. Um, we sort of we did a few shows with them as a five piece. We did a few shows with those songs as a four piece, and then um, it was around the middle of two or yeah, around the end of 2011, where we um, we decided that uh, it wasn't working as a four piece. That the singer wanted to go in one direction and we wanted to go in another, um, mm-hmm. and it just yeah, it, if, if if we didn't do it now, it was going to happen later and. and you know, eventually, yeah, we just decided we were going to proceed just Cam, Leon, and I. And nice. um, honest, honestly, you know, it was almost as if we did that and everything just kicked into gear. Within, with, I mean, that was end of 2011, and by March of 2012, we were recording um, our second EP uh, with pretty much a fresh sound. Um, and yeah, we and that, had that, a US tour... That organized. was the song Sorry. that, um, not, not to interrupt, that was the song we hear today on it, right? That's right, that's right. So that was our here yeah, today, so Gone this Tomorrow. Is, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So talk so a little that, bit, that of, another... why don't you talk a little bit about that, and then we'll transition into that song, because that's the uh, second one I want to play, because that is personally my favorite. I mean, when I first turned, turned that on, today. when Chip sent me your album, I was like, oh my God, that song is just kick-ass. It was great. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, that's awesome. Um, yeah, no, we, we wrote that. Uh, that was kind of, like I said, like the first bunch of songs that Leon started to bring, which had more of a heavier, more more just a little more edgy um, than what mm-hmm. we've been coming out with and more suited to my vocal style and, and really more suited to my, um, my what I feel is, is a rather limited ability on, on the bass guitar. So it was like we basically just kind of wrote music we could play and still enjoy playing and still enjoy listening to um so yeah we wrote five tracks uh we or we released five tracks on the here today ep um that was here today uh there was tell me there's a song called overnight sensation could it be love and heaven above and there, i mean you've, there's five again like just five completely different genres of song on there um, so it's very. I mean, it was a great, great snapshot, great represent, representation of where we were at as a band and and just as you know, friends and brothers and and uh, you know, band members. Definitely, yeah. I mean, could it be love? That's a, that's another one of my favorite ones, and and also uh, Heaven Above is great too. I mean, yeah. The, the even the album now, it's just like you said, it really is dynamic. It. it 
captures so many different sides of you guys as musicians and incorporates so many different genres, you know? So like I said in the beginning when I introduced you guys, it's not like you can kind of put you guys into some type of a category because it's just such yeah. a unique and, and refreshing sound. It is, and, and I can under, I can I can agree with you there because people always ask, you know, like when they haven't heard us, they're like, well, what sort of music do you play? And it's like, well, it's rock music, but like, it's weird. You've heard it all before, but we try and make it, you know, I, I like to think, you know, our whole point is we try and do it fresh, you know. So we take all the stuff that people love about rock music and just try and do it our way without sort of, hopefully no one notices all the plagiarism. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, tell us about here today, and then we're going to come back. We'll do a little bit more interviewing, and then we'll start to wrap things up. But uh, yeah, tell us about that song. What's the what's the kind of concept and meaning behind that? Here today was that really came out of um, I think out of a lot of frustration on Leon's behalf. I think um, you know he was Ragdoll was really starting to look like it was showing a lot of promise, and it's, it's really it's been his baby for a long time, and the songs are really like his babies as well. And mm-hmm. I think what had happened was we had gone from a five piece to a four piece to a three piece to a four piece again, and it was like eventually that uh, uh, that's right. I mean there was another guitarist as well in there in the mix so there was another lineup of ragdoll that existed for a brief period of time and and i think okay. eventually when when that when we went back to the three piece uh the final you know it was kind of like well i think leon was just frustrated and he wrote he really here today uh is is a song it's very much about being your own worst enemy um it's it's a it's very much about that sort of internal struggle between what you feel like you um what you sort of feel like you should be doing and what you, you know, what you feel like you should be doing to yourself and what you feel like you should be doing because that's what you're told you should be doing, you know? So it's like, a, right. it's, I don't want to get too much into it because I know, you know, we're pressed for time and that sort of thing and I've, I've waffled on enough, <laughs> but the, it's really, yeah, it's, it's, it's about, you know, just kind of appreciate what you've got right now. Take stuff because, you know, because it's, you know, just like that, I don't know if you could hear me snap my fingers, but yeah, like in in, a, in the blink of an eye, it can you know it can all change. You know your whole no, you're right. your whole reality can change. Yep, and it's it's and, hard uh, it's hard to live in the yeah. present, especially when you're in a band like you guys, and you know you're looking at the future and and how you're going to progress and how you're going to get to the next level and the frustrations and challenges that come along with it. Um, so, oh, I mean, it's, no, it's, it's, just, it's just the way we're programmed. You know, we, we spend life looking in the rearview mirror. So, of mm-hmm. course, you know, you're not going to... It's hard to see what's coming and it's hard to see what's right in front of you right now because, you know, at, uh, as we are, it's, it's hard to experience life any other way. Right. And that's, and that's what we're all about. That's really what we're all about. It's like, let's move on. Let's try and, let's try and fix a few things. All right. No, definitely, definitely. Well, that's with that being said, let's uh, I'm gonna put you on hold so we can uh, we can fit this in and check it out, and then we'll you know come back and talk a little bit about you know what's in store for you guys in the future and uh, anything else that you wanna. I definitely want to ask you guys, sure. you know, some of your interests outside of music. You know, what what types of things do you guys like to do when you're not doing music? So think about that too. Right. All right. Thanks again. Okay, Enjoy. So I'll put you on hold. All right, Ryan, hold on. All right, everyone. Uh, hold on a second. Putting Ryan on hold. Okay, here we go. My personal favorite here today, it is the first track off of Ragdoll's album called Ragdoll Rewound, and uh, just just a real rockin' track. you got to check this out. Like he said, it's 
a little heavier, a little edgier than some of their other stuff, but um, everything on the album is great. So here we go, here today, and uh, check it out. We'll be back in a moment. Wounded and afraid, caught in the tree, prone 
right. And with that being said, here today by Ragdoll, check out their album, Ragdoll Rewound. And as Ryan was saying, you have to try to live in the moment. And the song really captures that concept of, you know, things can be here today, no pun intended, and gone tomorrow. So I want to do a quick plug for one of the advertisements that I do, and then we will bring Ryan back on. Um, as I mentioned, I'm a big fan of comedy, and you could hear Ryan definitely has a good sense of humor, too. Everyone needs to check out Davin's Den. It is a fast-paced podcast featuring comedians Davin Rosenblatt, Joe Curry, and Pip Helix. So if you're looking for a show that can make you think and laugh, then Davin's Den is the show for you. They go live Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time to watch live episodes, hear or watch old episodes, or to find more out about the show. Go to Davin's Den page at davincomedy.com. All right, so let's bring Ryan back on. All right, Ryan, you're back. Awesome track, my favorite song. <laughs> so great. Thank you. Thanks very much. Yeah, it's just great. You Thanks know the one line that I love tracks, in it? Really, it's so helpful. Oh, why is that? What's that you said? No, oh, sorry, say that again? again for playing these tracks. I was just saying, yeah, th- thanks so much for playing the tracks because it's, yeah, it's, I mean, just getting the music out there and, and, and yeah, I can't thank you enough for your support. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I, I can't imagine doing an interview without playing the music. I mean, it would just defeat the whole purpose. I mean, that's what we're here for. But you know what's funny? You uh, could tell it puts what um... I'm gas-bagging about into perspective. Sorry, I'm going to be quiet and let you ask your questions now. Sorry. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Does, um, does Leon write most of the words, would you say, the lyrics? Um, in the past, yes, yeah. This, the latest offerings have been, have been a little more... Um, been, well, I certainly feel like there's been a little more of myself getting out there. Nice. Um, cool. But yeah, a, a lot of a lot of the time, Leon will come to the table with, "Here's a riff, here's a chord progression, and here's a bunch mm-hmm. of lyrics." And then it's kind of like, um, again, out of necessity, I will play and sing <laughs> exactly what what Leon's written and exactly what Leon's prescribed. And then mm-hmm. after a bit of time and after a bit of tinkering and after we kind of sort of road test it and after we jam it and after we sort of show it to a few people and we get feedback and it's, it's certainly not like we all, between the three of us, when it comes to working a song right. up, we, we all have, you know, creative... Uh, we, we, yeah, we all, and we all have the right to veto anything, you know, so it's, it's like we're all in or it's, or it's not nothing at all, you know? Cool. Um, like we all well, have to in, sign um, off on it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You go ahead. <laughs> this is the hard thing about not saying, seeing yeah. people face to face. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, um, yeah, Leon. Uh, yeah, like I said, you know, he, he kind of brings the ideas together, and then the three of us sort of work it up. And but it's, it's sort of up to the three of us to sort of veto anything. And and it's not like it's not like there's any kind of ego there with Leon either. Like Leon's always the first one to say, "Look, man." This is this is all I could come up with in ten minutes, and most of the time he gets it right the first go, you know. Or if <laughs> nice. I change if I change anything, it's to it's to just to suit my vocal style a little better, or mm-hmm. even a lot of the time I'm not ashamed to admit, just to make it easier. I sort of think to myself, geez, if this song's really good and we really like playing this song and people like hearing this song, and I've got to go and sing it five nights in a row, then I don't want to right. be killing myself to do it. You know, so that's, it's like yeah, no, that's a lot a good, of the time, that's you know, an interesting, you, you sort of, uh, yeah. When there's yeah, three of you, 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 to, you sort of learn it. very quickly to tailor things to make it practical. Um, right, right. And, yeah, and, and also, and then I might change a few words here and there just to make it more relatable when I sing it. Then I can kind of tap into my own sort of 
past experiences and my own kind of emotional uh, imprints. And I can, you know, sort of draw on that to just to make it, you know, make it sound a bit better, hopefully. A bit more believable. Sure. No. Definitely. Definitely. So tell us a little bit about, we've talked about so much music and stuff like that. Tell us about, you know, something interesting about you guys. You know, are you interested in, like, movies or sports? Or what do you guys do when you're not doing music? What's something interesting about each one of you? Well, the thing is, is I mean, when we're not doing music, it's, it's an interesting question. You see, Leon's never not doing music. Um, okay. So that's Leon. That's like that's Leon's drug. Is, but let's is say, music. does Leon does Leon like to watch football, or does he have, you know, even if he's not like heavily involved in some other type of activity, is there something interesting yeah. about him that he enjoys doing or watching or? I'm gonna say yeah, not to make him sound so you know one dimensional, but um yeah, Le- Leon <laughs> like even even in his profession, Leon Leon is a music teacher, you know. So so even when we're not playing oh. ragdoll, Leon's doing music. One thing about Leon that you may not know is that he's actually um, extremely extremely like I can't even put into words just how bright he is, how brilliant okay. he is upstairs. He's he's um he's uh, done a degree in pure mathematics. Uh, so his his knowledge of um, of mathematics and, and and science is something that astounds me. I mean, I'm pro- yeah, and might might not not that you know not that I'm the high authority on on who's smart and who's not. Um, but yeah, that, that's one thing I can tell you about Leon is that he is brilliant. And what is, Tam as well? Tam's an, an extremely what is, intelligent um, real quick, man as well. Speaking about Leon and his 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 mathematics and and science uh, expertise, what does he do for work? Um, he teaches uh, he teaches kids to play music, and then he oh, also that's, teaches. Okay, that's full time. Yeah, and then he help he also helps um, he helps uh, young kids and even uh, high school students and even university students with uh, with their mathematics problems as well. Okay, there you go. Okay, nice. Yeah, and I'm sorry, you um, were talking about Cam. You said you were talking. Uh, then you started yeah, to digress Cam, and talk about Cam. Yeah, Cam is, uh, he, I mean, he's into movies and he's actually a bit of a gamer. Cam loves his, um, he loves video games and, and I'm not even sure if I'm using the right term. Like I'm, I'm always, uh, I'm always, I'm always, like a, a lot of the time when he's talking about this new thing coming out or this one or the other, like I've got no idea. So, but yeah, I know he, he plays games on his computer and on his, uh, I think that's what he does in his spare time. He's actually a very good cook as well. Cam, and like that's okay. one thing, it's like, when we're not really the thing about us is like we're not really big uh, drinkers. Um, not mm-hmm. we're not big into drugs. Uh, I right. I mean I you know uh, uh, Leon, you know he he's he likes to watch what he eats. You know we're, we're very health conscious. Cam not so much. I mean like Cam Cam's like the epitome <laughs> of, of someone who really knows how to of real someone who really knows how to maximize enjoyment in everything that they do. Okay. He 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 will in you know he indulges but never to the never to his detriment. He knows his limits. He's like he, like I have learnt so much from watching Cam and how he does things. It's been like, and that's right. one thing I will say about the two guys. And hopefully they sort of feel it about me. It's like we really we just we learn from each other every day. You know we just learn so much from each other how to be around each other, how to be around other people, how to be around ourselves. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, that's something that I'm certainly very thankful for is that it's, uh, 
it's, it's, they sure make it, I mean, I complain, you know, I'll, I do, I do sort of, sometimes it gets tough being around each other and in close quarters for an extended period sure. of time. But my God, I can't think of anybody else I'd rather do it with. That's great. No, it sounds like you guys just have such a great relationship and camaraderie. And again, you're able to do give and take, like you said, no one's ego is getting in the way. And, you know, unfortunately, as you know, that's why a lot of bands aren't able to make it. You could be the talented, most talented musicians in the world, and if you guys can't get along, you know, and you can't kind of engage in problem solving, it's it's hard to sustain a successful band. But you guys have proven that that's you're able it. to do that, and that's that's awesome. That's it. As Cam says, we're we're more than friends, less than family. Right. <laughs> so, and you, what what other things? I know you have, like you said, you you have children and a family, and but what are some yeah. of your interests and things that you like to do? Um, I really, uh, I'm, I'm, at, I mean, just lately, I'm sort of, I'm starting to get more into, uh, you know, looking at at things like. You know, just the concept of consciousness and, you know, the fact that we are actually, you know, just being aware of your own consciousness, the fact that mm-hmm. you are here and that you can experience things and that you have a, a central nervous system and that, you, you know, that there's more to you than just what you see when you look at a photograph or in, in a mirror, you know. It's, it's, I'd, I'd try, it's, it's hard to have this conversation and it's hard to talk about it because uh, where I'm from, and just the um, just who I who, who I'm around, who I spend my time around. It's hard. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't get the opportunity to discuss anything that I really read. I don't get the opportunity to discuss uh, anything that I feel. Um, you know, so it's it, it's hard for me to put into words. But um, yeah, I've just you know I, I read a lot of stuff by guys like Timothy Leary, guys like uh, Robert Anton Wilson. Um, you know, they, they're, they're exploring uh, concepts such as, you know, the eight circuits of consciousness. Um, you know, they, mm-hmm. they look at how different parts of the brain are kind of uh, different circuits within the brain sort of get activated and get imprinted, you know, during different parts of your life and, you know, by different events in your life and how those little, if you can kind of pinpoint those moments, you can sort of... Uh, not program yourself in uh, like I don't mean to sound like I'm you know some kind of brainwasher, but you can kind of again you you can just look at it with a fresh perspective and say oh that's why I acted that way and that's why that person right. you know wasn't happy when I did that you know you can sort of like I said you can just learn from the past you know and just kind of at least make it worth something and that's what I'm you know so that's that's a lot of the stuff that I've been reading I, I mean. Apart from apart from the band, uh, you know, it's it, I don't have a lot of time to really I don't I don't go out a lot because I've got, I mean I, my my children are very small, um, and I spend right. a lot of time really doing music stuff. I spend a lot of time rehearsing and you know sort of getting to gigs. I work long hours as well, so by the time you know I get up, get to mm-hmm. work, and then get home and, and then get out to rehearse, it's like you know you then get up the next day and you do it all again. So. You know, the sort of hour during the week, the hour here and there, the, you know, the hour during the day that you get during the week. I just, I, you know, I, I practice yoga. Um, I'm, again, like nice. Leon, you know, I'm, 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 into, I'm into my health and, and nutrition and stuff because that's what I've found as well is the only way that I can really, you know, work full time, you know, and, and be, a, be a, a lousy husband and a lousy father 
uh, <laughs> and then you know sort of work and then yeah. work you know, and then sort of oh no no like you know I'm not I'm sort of kidding I'm not I'm not I'm not I know that. I'm not but it's like you know it's sort of but I'm, I'm sort of pointing out the fact that it is it's kind of like it is it's just a constant juggling act and the, the best way I can sure. get through that is by is just by you know looking after myself so it's not it's not really like a, it's not like I exercise and eat well because um you know, because I'm I'm afraid of having a good time. But it, it's more just like if I don't do that, I can't I can't be the best. You can't sustain. You know, I can't be right. Yeah, I, I just can't be I can't be my best me. You know, without doing that kind of thing, because it gets harder the older you get. I'm learning. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I didn't no, pay much attention uh, when my parents were complaining. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, thank you for sharing that stuff. It definitely again helps us learn more about you guys as people and, and some of the things you do outside of music. So Yeah, and I'll encourage anyone and, and who's listening, if they ever want to, sorry to cut you off, if they ever want to talk okay. about that sort of thing and they, and they don't know who to ask and they're afraid that, you know, they're going to get laughed at because of a stupid question or something like that. Because that's the other thing, is even I've learned just from researching for myself, even from wanting to learn and asking questions, you know, and ask, mm-hmm. is, is you can run into, you know, like there's a whole... You know, everyone's kind of, they're supposed to be, you know, loving everybody and, you know, it's its all, we're understanding and no judgment. But even then, there's a lot of people out there with their agendas and, and, and social networking kind of breeds that sort of dog-eat-dog right. thing. But if anyone has any questions and they want to ask me, not that I'm like, not that I can give you the right answer, but if they just, if they want to know just from my experience what I've experienced and they just ask us anything, find us on Facebook, find our emails, whatever it is. You know, we write back right. to everybody. It's like it's just it's just the three of us. There's no managers. There's no like webmaster. There's no Facebook girl. You know, doing that thing for us. Or, right. You know, there's no fan <laughs> fan mail monkey. You know, typing letters out for us. It's like yeah, it's it's all us. And and we, I mean, that's really what we for us. That's the bonus of doing this is that we get to connect with people. Nice. And, and you know, so that's yeah, good. anyone. Do you, do you have anything. a um, do you ha- do you have a personal page on Facebook? I I keep off Facebook in terms of the personal page. I've got a I've got a page where you can like me, so like you can go and like Ryan Rafferty. Oh, but you don't um, you don't have like a personal like kind of friend you I, I don't no I don't have a no I don't have a Ryan Rafferty friendly page, but we do have a Ragdoll page. But if you right. you can write Which to I'm me on of. the Ragdoll page and I'll write back, or you can write to me on okay, my cool. um on my other page we'll and I'll write back page. as well. Yeah. Okay. I nice. just um nice. yeah I I sort of just stay off there just because I'm I'm sort of you know even though I've sort of waffled on and talked about myself for an hour I'm actually quite a private person <laughs> so it's um yeah I kind of feel like, and and also like I don't want to spend all my day on 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 my phone you know on Facebook no it's it's, it's very time consuming and yeah, yeah like you said you really have to kind of triage and manage everything you're doing and you know where yeah. you're going to kind of put what percentage of what time of your day into so no I totally That's, I totally understand. Um, so here's my last question, because I definitely want whose whose cat was the band named after? Because I did read somewhere that it was named after a rag doll cat. So who had a rag doll? That's right. Cat had a <laughs> and sorry, I love cat cats. had a cat. Pam Pam had a cat. Um, okay. And she was yeah she she was gorgeous. She was a rag doll cat. And like I'm not a look I'm not a cat person at all. Like secretly, like if no one was looking, oh. I'll, I'd kick a cat. You know? Oh like no! Don't say that. No. What are you saying? No, not nowadays. No, 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 no. That's what I mean. Back when I was a psychopath, 
Um, no, you know, I'm just joking. I would, be, I would be that kind of person. I'd be that kind of person that just didn't like cats. Like, no, they're disgusting. Right. But this cat, like, she was just beautiful. And, um, and uh, yeah, no, so, and, and we sort of, we just couldn't agree on it. We didn't spend a lot of time trying to name a band. We just, it was something that we just put off for a long time. It was like, no, you mm-hmm. know, let's not, let's not have that discussion just yet. And then we got into it and, like, one guy said one thing, we were like, nah, and then, you know, I said something that was like, nah, and then Cam was like, hey, ragdoll, like, you know, we've got a, I've got a cat and it's a ragdoll, like, ragdoll, we're like, yeah, that works. And then it was only after that that people were like, oh, yeah, you named it after the Aerosmith song, and it's like, shit, what Aerosmith song? And then when I went right. and listened, it was like, I was like, I see this is, because I, and that's the, that's the thing, I, I didn't really grow up on Aerosmith. So I didn't I didn't check them out until much later, and even then the only stuff I knew was like uh, you know walk this way and you know don't want to miss a thing you know that kind of I'm I'm really ashamed to admit it but yeah that's that's all I really knew of Aerosmith so I was like right. please it was like hey this is a cool song you know and and the funny thing is is most places that we play either before we start or as soon as we're finished the sound guy will put that song on. Wow. So it's even though I don't, even though like we didn't name it, name ourselves after that, we just can't escape that song. And but I mean, I'm not that I'm complaining. There's other, you know, there's worse songs than, um, you know, than that well, one. That no, I like play, it. I like so. it. It's great. And I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely a, a fan of Cats. So I thought it was a really, you know, neat thing when I read about it because I was going to ask you how did you guys, how did you guys come up with that name? And I saw in a couple of interviews that it wasn't shared, the details about it. And then I did find one where it was. So I'm like, eh, I'll ask them whose cat, you well, know, how did they find and I'll this be, I'll, be honest, I'll be honest with you. Until very recently, like, I, we were always a little bit, um, a little bit, well, I mean, Cam not so much just because Cam's, Cam's just like that. He's a fun guy. But, you know, we were kind of, I mean, almost ashamed to admit that we named ourselves after a friggin' cat. You know, we wanted, we were right. trying to come up with some people like, oh yeah, you know, calls band Ragdoll because you know we're all ragdolls, man, and we're you know we're incomplete, and you know we're all a little unstitched, and you know all of that sort of stuff. Right, but it's like, right. We're just, you know we're just three privileged, uh, you know, trust fund boys from the suburbs. You know, Cam had a beautiful cat, and we we named our band after Ragdoll Cat. Like that's yeah, the that's truth, cool. you know. And and That's you know, cool. so it's it's kind of like yeah, we're sort of beyond we're beyond that whole keeping up appearances thing. It's who we are. Right. All right, Ryan. Well, that's because uh, we only have a few minutes left before the the station is gonna. I had added extra time yesterday just in case. But first, I want to okay. say that you know you're you're always welcome back on the show, and I look forward to hearing more music from you guys. So as soon as you have a new album or EP coming out, please get in contact with me because I would love to support you guys and continue to promote your music. Thank you so much, and really, I, honestly, I can't say, I can't say how much I appreciate that uh, that you know people are interested enough to um, you know to talk to me and 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 to want to hear about my experiences and and you know what what I've got planned. It's it's really it's a it's a lovely feeling. Thank you very much. Cool, absolutely. And please plug where people can find you. You know, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Oh, we've got uh, we've got Facebook. That would be the best place to go i would say go to facebook first go facebook.com forward slash ragdoll rock that's facebook.com forward slash ragdoll rock um and from there you'll find links to you know if you just check out the information on there you'll find webs uh links to our website which is ragdollrock.com we've got twitter which is at ragdoll underscore rock and then leon cam and i each have our own 
Twitter and Instagram. Oh, that's right. You can catch Ragdoll underscore Rock on Twitter, on Twitter and Instagram. And then we've all got, you know, like Leon is Leon at, sorry, Leon underscore Ragdoll. I'm Ryan underscore Ragdoll and Cam is Cam underscore Ragdoll. And we're on Twitter and Instagram and all of that. And we love it. We love it when complete strangers follow us and we, you know, we, we follow back. We, we check it out. We get involved, you know, uh, sometimes to our detriment, but more often than not, <laughs> it's, um, it's, you know, and then even then it's only to your detriment until you learn your lesson, you know? So, right. Yeah, That's right. There you go. Going and, back and to kind of the concepts you talked about throughout the show, we're kind of learning from your experiences and, and doing things differently yeah. the next time around and making good decisions, exactly. right? <laughs> exactly. So, well, Ryan. No, it was uh, such a pleasure yeah. having you on. Tell the other guys, again, congratulations for all of your success and tell them I say hello. And as I said, please contact me when you guys are um, going to release some new music and we'll bring you back on for another interview. We definitely will. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks, Ryan. Much success right, to you guys in Ragdoll. Okay. Thanks again. Have yourself. a good trip back. Okay. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. Ryan Rafferty from Ragdoll. Great interview. Almost an hour and a half. Wow. Um, so anyway, uh, let's wind things down now before the show uh, will go off the air because I only have a couple minutes left. Um, again, check these guys out, Ragdoll, Rewound, check out their album, go to iTunes, and also become a fan of them on Facebook. As they mentioned, go to Ragdoll Rock and Rock.com, that is. Please uh, become a friend, a fan of me on Facebook, um, The Carrie Edelman Show. That's where you have all the updates for upcoming events, guests, and more. I also have two personal Facebook pages. One of them is maxed out, so I love to keep in touch with people, send me a friend request. And uh, follow me on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. If you follow me, I will follow you. And lastly, again, it's just such a pleasure having the audience uh, tune in. Please support all of the guests I've had on. You know, pick, your, pick what you're interested in. You like comedy. I have tons of comedians I've had on my show. People like Tom Cotter, Don Jameson, Jim Florentine. Uh, music, again, a lot of rock music, but I've had other genres too, filmmakers. So check it out for free. Download it, stream the podcast. And uh, we will be back soon. I will be posting some updates on my Facebook page for the next upcoming guest. I have a ton of people on the waiting list. It's just in the process of confirming dates. So thanks again for tuning in tonight, and hope you enjoyed the interview. If for some reason you tuned in late, once it is over, a podcast will be available to download. Uh, so please spread the word about Ragdoll and uh, continue to support them. Thanks so much, and have a great night.